Welcome to the milk bar. 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 Welcome along to episode 713 of the Milk Bar. Jason Forrest here with you as ever. And coming up on the show this week, we're joined by Harper and Hubble. They'll be sharing some of their music. Also on the way, music from Duza Saint Marie as well. Finding out about their latest single. We'll be having a bit of a chat with Hannah and Hugglepets all about their forthcoming new feature in the Hugglepets in the community area of the store. Also, we'll be having a natter with Paul Rashid about the film at the gallery. But it's not any ordinary film, it's interactive and everything. And Rachel Dickens will be joining us to let us know about the Staffordshire Band and a forthcoming charity event raising funds for Compton Care. That's all on the show on the way this week. On the 11th of March, at the Holy Trinity Church in Wolverhampton, the Staffordshire Band are going to be doing their thing, raising funds for Compton Care. To tell us more, I'm joined by Rachel Dickens. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. How is it all going? Because you must be really excited about having a massive gig coming up, raising funds for such, such a good cause. Yeah, we're really excited for it. It's something a bit different for us in terms of doing um, a charity concert, but it's very close to my heart as my mum spent time in Compton Care last year, uh, not last year, the year before, sorry. Um, And it was her wish while she was there. She asked if uh, afterwards we could do a fundraiser for her. Mm -hmm. Obviously, in in memory of your mum. And are you playing a few tunes that she would know and love? We are, yes. We're picking some of her favourites. I'll be doing My Fair Lady, which was one of her favourite mm-hmm. shows, and um, Nimrod, which we had at her funeral. A remembrance, but also uh, a time of coming together and sharing the joy of music as well. And again, I think your mum would approve if there's a few people tapping the feet and have smiles on their faces. Oh, absolutely. She Her favourite kind of music was upbeat, toe-tappers, as you say. She loved something that was jolly. Even if she didn't know it, she was happy if it was a jolly song. And and, and uh, when it comes to the band itself, tell us a, a bit about how many of you there are, are and how, how it all comes to be. Well, there's uh, 25 brass players and then three or four percussionists, depending on how many we need on the night, uh, plus the conductor. So um, brass bands are split up into uh, sections a little bit like football leagues. We're in the first section, the Staffordshire Band. So we're um, competing against other bands of the same level and hoping that we uh, do well in the upcoming contest that we've got uh, in a couple of weeks. So we're practicing for that as well at the moment. So very, very busy. Yeah, because I mean, this is something that goes on throughout the year to a point, but mostly spring through to summer. And you get some great outdoor events as well, don't you? Yeah, we do. And and we're very busy around Christmas as well with all the caroling that we play. So we've just finished that. There we're starting for the, the area yeah. contest. You, you do the caroling for fun and to share the joy of Christmas. <laughs> and then you go off and show people what you can do in competition. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, that's for us. And then the concerts. We always say the contests are for the band and the concerts are for the audience. Oh, that all works. And when the bands, I mean, so how long has it been going now? Oh, gosh. Do you know, I've no idea. A long time, much longer <laughs> than I've been alive. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not always under the name Staffordshire Band, but certainly a long time as they are. Yeah, because I mean, many of the bands we have today were born out of the collieries we have around our area, and uh, they kind of moved on as the, uh, the the coal mining ceased. But it's still a sound which really, I mean, it, it says Staffordshire and and the Midlands all over it, doesn't it? Absolutely, yeah, yeah. We're all all very local and um, play local events as well, but we do spread our wings a bit further sometimes if we need to. So, tell us a bit about your instrument of choice. I play the cornet. So that's the um, the smallest instrument in the band. 
and the highest pitched instrument. And uh, there's 10 cornet players in total. Uh, we all have different parts. We've got solo cornet, second cornet, third cornet. So I play a repiano cornet, which is a, which is a part all on its own, um, which I, I enjoy doing that because I get to, uh, well, I don't have to let other people do it. I get to do it on myself. I'd say blown your own trumpet, but actually it's blown <laughs> your own cornet. So that's, yeah. uh, that's the way it works. And so you've got competitions coming up. This event is taking place on Saturday, the 11th of March. How do people get tickets for this one? And then how do we find out more about the band? There's information on the website. So that's www.staffordshireband. Sorry, staffordshire.band. www.staffordshire.band. Um, there's information about the band on there and also about the event, including uh, how to get the tickets on there. So um, email address and phone number on their website. And how much does it cost to get in? It's just £5 to get in and all of that money goes to Compton Care. There will be a retirement collection at the end if people wish to donate more. If they've enjoyed the concert, hopefully they would like to put in Fingers more. Crossed. A very yeah. worthy cause as well, which is what counts. And, but also, I mean, are you going to be able to buy the new CD when you're down there as well? Yes, yes, we've got a CD that has come out very recently. Recently. Uh, we will be playing some of the music on the CD, but obviously leaving some for people to listen to when, they, when they've bought the CD. That's only £10 as well and will be available at the concert. And of also course, available on iTunes as well, sorry. Oh, oh you're on iTunes, excellent. Oh, yes, we are, yeah. I like that, that's good. So people can get that there and because you can probably buy it via the website as well. Yes, you can. It's called Soaring Through the Skies by the Staffordshire Band. So well worth checking that one out. And as I say, this is all in memory of your mom and the wonderful care she had through Compton. Give us her name because I think we need to remember her properly. Her name was Doreen Collins. Thoughts with you and the family. And what will be an emotional day, but one filled with joyous music, which is what counts. Absolutely. And that's what she wanted. As I say, this was all her idea while she was in Compton, uh, although it was a very sad time, obviously, for, for obvious reasons. But mm. it's a time that, while sad, um, we, I do remember as nice time with her spent that she she did she'd feel happy because of the, um, the care that she received there, which we could not fault at all. Absolutely. Whatever stage of life you're at, Compton is there to help you live it. Yeah. Sadly, Everything comes to a close, but we enjoy the memories, which is what counts. And this is going to be another day for making some joyous memories. And hopefully there'll be a picture of up somewhere around the church at the time, too. Yeah, I mean, she wasn't a great one for pictures, but I'm sure we'll get one in there somewhere. That's but, the way yeah, to do. It's not just for people who knew my mom. It's for anybody who, well, first of all, wants to enjoy a brass band concert. But also there's not many people in the air around Wolverhampton and the local areas that haven't had somebody receive care in Compton somewhere mm -hmm. along the line. Absolutely. Everyone knows someone who is related to somebody who has received care from the most caring of facilities in the city, Compton yeah. Care. Horatia Dickens of the Staffordshire Band, thank you for joining us. Thank you very much. Harper and Hubble are up to their old tricks again, although they're always new tricks each time they do it because there's always something very different. They have some brand new music on the way. To tell us more, I'm joined now by Andy Hubble and Paul Harper. Hello, boys. Oh, yeah. All right. Oh, oh good. Yeah, right. So who's going to take it first? What? Tell us what's going on. Go on, Andy. You can kick it off. I'll kick it, OK. Um, well, when Paul first uh, myself first got together to start recording music, um, it was after we was teaching in education. Mm -hmm. We split from each other for a few years. Paul went to another educational establishment and I stayed on at uh, Samuel College. But um, we'd decided to get together and because we've be, been knocking around for years producing music. Mm -hmm. um, so we put some tracks together and bought out 
these tracks on a Relax Listen album. Now it's the first time Relax Listen had ever had any vocals because Relax Listen was just a pure um, music music uh, venture, if you like. Mm, yeah. Now the tracks that we put onto that album, we wanted to route back into Harper and Uble again. So what we've decided to do this time is we've either, we took the original tracks, some of them we've re-recorded, some of them we've remastered, and some of them we've remixed. And there are a lot of new tracks there as well, and yeah. they're not just... Because um, we've actually dropped the H&H &H kind of logo thing now, Jason, because the problem was, when we first started off, Andy was still, was originally doing the Relax Listen, as he's just explained, which yeah. is just instrumental. And then we got together under the H&H &H and put a couple of albums out. And then the last album we did, The Roads We Take, was, was Harper Hubble. So we were basically under three kind of like, people thought, where were they going to find us? Was it Relax Listen? Is it H&H &H Music? Which when any, anyone kind of looked for that, usually got a music shop somewhere or, a, you know, cause it was so confusing. So we've re branded ourselves as Arthur Hubble now. That's where it all is. That's where the website is. That's where all the music is. And we've brought a little bit of the Relax Listen over to that. So all our albums have been released again under the Harper Hubble logo. So hopefully anybody who's interested, who wants to find us, can do that now by just going Harper Hubble into the dot Google.com. <laughs> and we'll come, we'll come straight up, hopefully. And we're just a bit easier to find now. And it's easier to get to the website. So it just puts it all under one house. And I think it makes life a lot easier. Yeah, and, and so you'll, you'll be introducing yourself to a, a new audience again because yeah, they, you know, yeah, they'll be the people yeah. who spot what's going on. And yeah. it, I mean, the, the music itself. I mean, I, I, you've you've played live uh, for me on the show in the past. Oh, and, don't you uh, call it? Well, it was something <laughs> like that. It was good fun. <laughs> but, you, you, but you do share your music in uh, a lot of different ways, and uh, there's. It is music which you can play live, but equally, when it is recorded, actually, it's got different levels and layers to it, hasn't it? You know, it's brand new album time, if you like. Mm -hmm. um, yes, the music really is most important to us because that that's our our, our origin, uh, our origins. Yeah. But we both used to teach in education. We we both used to teach music technology. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we were linking back to the, because uh, we came from an academic background, so hence the album name, Academic Life. I think that was what uh, what we had the idea for. And there are a few tracks that actually were knocking about, even from when we were at college, that we mm -hmm. revamped and reworked. And one or two of the tracks linked directly to our college days, and anybody that knows us might be able to pick those up, maybe. That would be a, a good little uh, thing to, for them to have a look at. But uh, yeah. So, yeah, so it was a kind of a, like a little, a, a nice little working title that we had, and then the, the title track became Academic Life, which I co-wrote with John, John Dietrich, who, again, is featured on this album, is a, a lyricist who's written um, the lyrics for two or three of the tracks, another yeah. one being West End Hotel, um, a particular favourite of mine on the album. But um, yeah, so we've got another little, uh, uh, another influence coming in, which I think is always good. And it kind of like, you know, puts it all together for us. And, and it's a bit of a, a look to the past and, and where we all came from, you know, and where, and where we're still going to go. Because you've never done two things the same. I think that's pretty much it, isn't it? There's, there's always been a, a, a difference in some way or form, whether it's been your co-collaborators or, or whether it's even just down to the way you've recorded something. Uh, you've always gone at things at a slightly different angle. And I think it's nice to have that background that gives you the experience to be able to do that. But we're looking at, is it 18 tracks on this album? Oh, but I think it's 18. Oh, 
about 14, is that, is that? Yeah, it's about 14 or 15, 14, I think it is. Yeah, yeah, you're about 14. I ought to know, I don't know, really. Yeah, we ought to. Thinking about the next one now, we've already started recording that, so <laughs> it's kind of like you do, you're only... You kind of like think about the last thing that you did, really. I mean, we were just well, it is 15 tracks. I've just double checked the track list. Oh, there you right. go, then. Thank you. Yeah, I don't know. So, uh, get your money's worth. Yeah, absolutely. Thing, thing is, Jason, we're always on to the next project, you see. Mm-hmm. I mean, at the moment, we're recording for our next project. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, you know, I mean, we sometimes forget what we've just previously done because it could have been about six seven months ago that we've actually done it you see <laughs> yeah by the time the cds are mastered and come back it's you, you've, oh. you've done another four albums well yeah because it's always down to the record company mm-hmm. and we wanted to release just after christmas but due to one thing or another it's now february <laughs> <laughs> and so by the time this comes out next friday it will be getting towards the end of february you know we talked about the, the uh, some of the past. We talked about the future. We have the present that is academic life, and you know we've 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 got some some uh, lively tunes, some relaxed tunes, some uh, so uh, some some you know mellow as well. So there's, there's again varieties. And uh, you, uh, Paul, you've talked a bit about some of your favourites. Uh, but if if like we, we're going to play a track now, so uh, I'm going to let uh, you two haggle over which one it's going to be. So let's have an argument. <laughs> I don't know. Go on, Paul. Yeah, or play Academic Life, if you, if you like. That's the title track, I suppose, yeah. with the Cairo. Or we could go for West End Hotel, which is the, uh, which is one of the, uh, the more, that's kind of the slower tracks on the album. Would you only talk a bit quicker? You get me to play two now, aren't you? Okay, we'll do that. So yeah. uh, we're going to listen to both of those, not in rapid succession. We'll split them up a bit. But uh, <laughs> that's going to be uh, well, worth doing. And uh, so the, the, you've already sort of mentioned the uh, the website a couple of times. But, I mean, are, are you doing Instagram and TikTok as well? Can we find you boys doing stuff like that? We we try and do little bits. Uh, I mean, not as much as we should, but uh, we're a little bit... Uh, we're just learning TikTok mm-hmm. and that because... We have discussed that. I mean, we'd like yeah. to look at some of these shorts. I mean, we've had ideas of doing stuff on there. I mean, obviously, maybe just stripped back versions of the tracks, which would be good, just on because there's only little shorts you can do. But e- even maybe, you know, of, of the way we go about putting something together, you know, without being too overly kind of like, you know, like teachery about the whole thing, because people are going to want that. But mm-hmm. but just maybe a little show of how we put how we do something, you know, how we put a track together and picking a track. And we've discussed that, haven't we, And You know, like yeah. this is a- off an album and this is how we uh you know in little little shorts how we went about doing it because i know there's a lot of people out there you know the home studio books and they've got home bedrooms who like to know how to do these things you know so we thought well that might be a way of uh getting people interested in us what else we're doing but giving them a little show what how we put it together technically and artistically you know so yeah i mean we, we need we need to explore that a bit more i think and um yeah. And that would give us more of a, I think, an interest back to the website, which is the ultimate goal, really, I suppose. HarperHubble.com is the website. Get yourself along there. Then it from is. there, you'll find the links to everything else. But most importantly, you can get your hands on the album, which you can't have until the 24th of February. The Academic Life is the track we're going to hear first. Thank you both for joining us. Have a brilliant time. Uh, we're expecting uh, an international tour off the back of this album and, uh, <laughs> and and maybe more as you head through the year. There's going to be some gigs around there, so it's worthwhile checking out what's going on. Thanks for having us. Brilliant. Well, thanks for inviting us again. Always a pleasure.
A recently released interactive movie has been wowing audiences. Somebody who can tell us more about it is the writer and director Paul Rashid. Hello, sir. Hi, Jason. How are you doing? I'm good. I trust we find you well and, and, and to say, impressing audiences with your wares. <laughs> well, well, trying to. I'm, I'm you know, the, none of us saw the uh, 
uptake in, in, in interactive cinema screenings when we uh, set out to make the film. So it's been a pleasant surprise. Well, the film is The Gallery. And explain a bit of the background, because in my head at the moment, it's you're probably not old enough to remember these, the, the Choose Your Own Adventure books that we had in the 80s was, was one way of yeah, navigating your own way through a story. Is that quite what we're looking at here? And how does the audience interaction work? That is absolutely exactly what we're looking at. It is effectively a film version of those Choose Your Own Adventure books that we all we all grew up on. Um, just the uh, it, it plays out as a film, and intermittently there'll be options that appear on screen uh, that you can make choices for what the protagonist does uh, and and build a plot from there uh, with the consequences of your actions either happening immediately or further down the line. So it's literally that in film form. So how do you work this? Because uh, I, you know you don't want a massive audience arguing about plot changes. Mm. Well, it, it, funny enough, you you do add, you do get up a bit. You do get a bit of that bit of argument. But um, the way it works basically is uh, we it, the film it plays out. We hand glow sticks to the audience when they come in. Mm -hmm. So every um, and when they're watching the film, whenever a decision happens, um, the the screen pauses momentarily, and they see the two options on the bottom of the screen. And one of the the first option gets highlighted. Everyone who wants to vote for that option raises their glow stick. Mm -hmm. And the second one gets highlighted. Anyone who wants to vote for that one. And if there's a third and a fourth one, whoever raises, you know, and then the most popular one, which had the most glow sticks uh, raised, is the one that gets chosen. So it's all very democrat democratic. And uh, yeah, it's about it's a sort of a communal creation of a story from a, with an audience and how many different options are there in there or is that going to give too much of the game away no no that so there's so there's 18 endings i should probably wow <laughs> from that there's 18 different endings and uh yeah there's many decisions that you can make with uh various different combinations of decisions also having an effect on certain things of the story so there's lots and lots of um interactivity and lots of different paths through, and I'm sure there's bits of film which would yeah, equally appear in three or four different versions, but it, each time, I, I, probably so far, you haven't had exactly the same film twice as yet, have you? What do you think you have? Well, funnily enough, it's an interesting one with the gallery. So the gallery is effectively two films in one. Um, it sort of follows because because the interactive format is kind of a crossover between film and game. Um, there are sort of video game that is. There are sort of quite there are elements that we've kind of taken from the, from the video game format. So at the beginning, you get to choose the gender of your protagonist between a male and a female. Uh, the the female story is set in 1981, and the male story is set in 2021. And while they sort of have the similar a similar sort of structure in the story, there are similarities and differences between the two of them. So you know we have uh, whenever I've seen it, some people play the 81 version in a very in a very similar way sometimes but then and then they learn their lessons and then when they move on to play the 2021 version they they completely change the way that it plays so i've seen all sorts i've seen absolutely all sorts but it must be good for you though because you're seeing a different film even though you wrote and directed it <laughs> exactly yeah so there's there's over over 5 hours of content basically that is that that's the pool of content that they could be um choosing from and they'll only experience in one playthrough 70 minutes of that 5 hour you know, total pool of content. So there's a lot of sort of flexibility, and it's, it's always it's always quite interesting seeing you know what what they what they start squabbling over and what they start changing. So it's, it is very different experience each time, which is nice. Um, I've seen it many times. Yeah, but but amazing as a shared experience. But I should think also this is one that will work particularly well. Uh, yeah, without the glow sticks. Although I still want a glow stick. If you were doing this at home. 
Exactly. So uh, it's actually currently available um, and it, interactive films the, where the where they've mainly been, you know, um, exhibited. So um, up until this point has been on gaming platforms mm -hmm. because, you know, for all intents and purposes, they need to be you know put into a game engine and function that way. So it is currently available on Steam, PlayStation, Xbox, Nintendo Switch and on um, on, on your app on your phone as an app as well so it, it's 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 something that you know people have been experiencing and and i think interactive films are best experienced uh as a group absolutely and it, whether you're sharing it on a big screen at home or whether you i suppose you could even book a venue and then you have your facilitator uh who will be effectively pressing the buttons for you uh as part of a, a, a themed evening it sounds like it could be a a great one if you already choose you're going down the 80s route some of the fashion you could wear during this could be intriguing absolutely we we had great fun it was the first time i made a a period film so to speak but i had a couple of people oh, don't say that because I'm exactly yeah who, who took, so took umbrage I, I, yeah I, I was 10 then you're making me feel really old if you call it a period film well i've had people call the 90s a period a, a films that set in the 90s now period pieces and that makes me feel very old so uh um yeah but that there was we had great fun with you know some some wigs and, and the hair getting bigger and the clothes, the clothes <laughs> and the shoulder pads you had to have shoulder pads surely uh, yeah, <laughs> but again, yeah, it's, it's, it's exploring something that is close enough, though, to uh, really ring true. And with the, the link between the two decades, again, you've got uh, a whole world of crossover, which, again, must be intriguing for those who are, you know, the millennials and, uh, and younger who are seeing some of this for the first time in, in that sort of reality. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that was something that, you know, as the script development was happening, I was so, I, I knew I wanted to have a, a female protagonist and a male protagonist, so there would be two separate stories. And then, you know, when I saw the location and, and things like that, it, it actually just sort of jumped out at me. Actually, one of these could be set in the past and one of them set in the future. And then as I was doing my research, I actually saw between kind, there were lots of socio-economic political parallels between 1981 and 2021 that sort of suited the, that suited the piece. And the cast you have here is as phenomenal as the writing and directing. Oh, thank you so much, Jay. <laughs> love, love to hear that. T tell me about some of the people you uh, you've got some amazing stars. Mm, yeah, absolutely. I mean, the, our two leads are George Blagden and Anna Popperwell, um, and they, you know, they're two actors who I've whose work I've absolutely, you know, loved over the, you know, since I was a, you know, a kid. I watched Anna in the Narnia films and George in Vikings and in Versailles and Anna in her show Rain. So, you know, the, having those two as leads who are in both of the versions of it, they, um, you know, they they switch roles. Anna's the the, the protagonist in 81 and George is the antagonist and then it's the other way around in 2021. So, uh, you know, I was on set with them a lot of time, but also all the other, you know, the all the other cast we had who were featured as characters in the other, in across the two versions, you know, we had Cara Toynton, Rebecca Root, uh, Fainty Balligan, Richard Fleishman, um, Shannon Tarbot, Susanna Hamilton, like these are all actors whose work I'm very familiar with mm -hmm. and, you know, who brought such gravitas to um you know to the project and 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 you know and and as well it is the interactive format to to make it to shoot it is a bit different it's kind of a different language of filmmaking and 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 shooting and they were all you know they all really really took took it and wrapped their heads around it really really quickly which doesn't always happen 
so you know on a on a creative and personal level it was you know a really fulfilling experience working with with all of them and and it sounds immersive i think the, the next step for you is probably going to be something like a vr movie in this in, in a similar sort of genre and i i would very much like to see a room full of people with their headsets on being able to look around one of your sets because the the level of creativity you've got there i think you you are likely to go next level fairly quickly aren't you Absolutely. I mean, I think immersive, immersive cinema and immersive theatre, there's a growing demand of it. Even, you know, in the four years I've been making interactive films, there's, you know, the leaps and bounds of this format has happened. But also you see things like secret cinema. You see, you know, lots of immersive um, theatre that is, you know, get, becoming quite high profile. Um, it, so I think there's a, there's a real demand from audiences to have a bit more agency in the, in the way that they experience stories. So, you know, it, it's just a privilege and, a, and great fun to be part of that. And you've run this to a number of age groups in the test screenings and everything from high school kids to 60 plus, they've all just been completely drawn into the story. Absolutely. It's, it's, it's been, that's been, you know, we played at the Dinard Film Festival in, in, in October and we had, you know, our age range must have been from sort of like seventies down to, you know, mid teens. And, you know, all of them were enjoying it for various different reasons with the, you know, the, the, the younger demographic, the teens, the Gen Z, you had, I imagine they were coming from, you know, a lot of them were gamers due to the, you know, rising popularity of video games mm -hmm. and, and, you know, having something where you are almost controlling the character, that's where that crossover comes in really well. And, and you know, so I, I feel like it spoke to them being allowed, being able to experience that in a cinema. But then I guess also the, the older generations also, the, just the novelty of it, I think, is something you know, something that is a, a really new way to experience films in the cinema. Really appeal to them from from what the 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 people I spoke to. So I think there's yeah, it's it's a format that you know appeals to pretty much everybody for different reasons. But that's the thing I love about it. It, it does it's it's simple enough to you know to, to 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 be mainstream and have mainstream appeal to anybody and everybody. Well, I'd say it, it is something just talking about it really appeals to me. So how do I find it? Because I, I, I'm currently tapping away on my devices trying to get the gallery there now. <laughs> well, yeah, so it, it's a bit, depending on what you've got. So it's you can get it for your home for home entertainment at the moment on uh, on on the gate on game platforms like Steam, PlayStation, Xbox, Nintendo Switch. But if you don't have a games console, you can find it on the iOS app store or the Google Play app store for, for if you have an Android device uh, that can be downloaded onto your phone or your tablet. We're, we're playing at a film festival next week, the Leeds Indies, the Leeds Independent Directions Film Festival uh, on the 22nd, uh, Wednesday, the 22nd of February. Um, so come, please come down and, and wave your glow sticks around uh, <laughs> and experience it there. And we are looking to have some uh, some more some more screenings uh, heading into you know the end of March, early early April down in London. So um, yeah, it, there's, there's, there'll be plenty of opportunities to experience it in the cinema. But if you can't wait until then, you can experience it at home. Absolutely, we want you in the Midlands at some point, please. If you can do something there, that'd be amazing. But I think also a theatre venue would would suit this well as well, wouldn't it? If you, you know, projecting in there. And anywhere that you know we can project, we can project something. Uh, we can project anything. It basically, what happens? All it is 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 me or or someone else turning up with a laptop, plugging it in via an HDMI cable, and projecting it anywhere. And then you and well, some glow sticks as well. And then you're ready to go. So it's a very simple. It's a very simple 
um, thing to, to 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 host, uh, you know, to an audience. So I like the fact you're a facilitator more than anything else. That like keep that word rather than the fella playing with a HDMI leak. If that sounds yeah. good to me, <laughs> but it's, it is an amazing concept. It sounds brilliant, as you say. Look for the gallery in all those places and enjoy uh, an interactive and immersive film experience where you get to work out through your choices how the story will be told. Director and writer Paul Rashid, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me, Jason. It's been great fun. Do that say Marie have a brand new single and an eagerly anticipated album. I'm joined now by the duo. Hello to you both. Hi. So let's have full introductions first of all, please, and explain the relationship within the band. Okay. I'm Matt Dozat. And uh, I'm Heather St. Marie. I guess guitar, vocals, oh. whatever, whatever strings you hear. He does all of it pretty much. I'm <laughs> Heather St. Marie and I sing. And I'm the cheerleader. <laughs> and that we expect nothing less. So uh, a lively sound and, and and one which you spent a little while sort of honing and getting right, haven't you? You know, for, for both of you, this isn't your first rodeo in the world of music. Right. <laughs> no. We've been singing together since we were teenagers. But it's a full circle thing. We started out as an acoustic duo when we were trying to put a band together. Um, and then we did put a band together, did a lot of touring. And uh, we launched Doza St. Marie as a, a singer-songwriter duo, I think in 2015 officially, really to um, supplement touring. The, the band tours were getting just a little bit fewer and farther between. Mm-hmm. And we love being on the road. So we honestly, we, we only launched this to be like a touring thing. And it just took off and became the main thing, like literally overnight. And that's the good thing. When music grows organically, you know not only is it right for you as a performer, but it's right for your audience as well. And 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 when there's that buzz, it must feel great being you know, on stage, whether you're playing playing acoustic or electric instruments. The electricity in the air is still there. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, Definitely. a lot of people ask, you know, do we miss like having the excitement of the the band and everything? And honestly, I don't. Um, this is uh, more challenging. And, um, you know, I, I love the band too, but it, it just, uh, this is way more challenging. It's way more scary. And I'm all for doing things that, are, that scare you a little bit. But, but also more personal as well, surely. Yep. Yes, definitely. Which what, is another reason it's way more scary. <laughs> <laughs> you can't hide behind anything when there's just two people and, you know, one guitar or whatever. But that in itself, though, that brings, you know, say that personality to the stage and, your interactions i mean that in itself again it's it's part of a stage presence and just a glance across a, a stage can really tell you how a song is going to change and evolve and it might be different each time you play it because that's the again the nature of having such control as you two will have when you're performing yes absolutely you nailed it so what's really inspired you to put some of this down onto well i was going to say onto vinyl hopefully it's on vinyl but how did it was it to put it down on as, as a studio recording uh well i think out of um kind of a spiritual necessity these songs kind of um they they are born you know inside us and we have to get it out we have to get it down and, and document it um, we do like to, interestingly enough, uh, we, we like to road test all our songs. We, we write them. If if we have the opportunity to do so, we'll take them on the road and we'll perform them in, for, in front of audiences uh-huh. so they can have their stamp on it too. Because um, I think I- interacting with the audiences, um, it molds the song a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like we make little tweaks here and there just to um, 
I, I guess it just it they kind of hammer it hammer it to, into shape, and we record it when we get home from tour. Mm-hmm. Is our favorite way to do it. Yeah, I don't know if that's how unique that is, but that's one thing that we've always kind of done because a lot of times we would record. I mean, even with the band, we recorded a whole album, and we went and we toured on that album for a couple of years, and came back. We're like, you know what? We have to re-record this album. It wasn't. It just wasn't right. You avoid that by touring an album before it's an album, then making an yep. album about the bits that toured well. Yes. That's it. Yep. Okay, how many songs do you reject? That's got to be a thing, because you two are perfectionists. Uh, so fortunately, I think for us, we reject um, before it ever gets to a, a recording. So there's no recorded song that we're like, nah, let's pull that. That's mm-hmm. never happened. Um, and, and I would say not even very many songs that were fully realized do we pull i think it's usually we, we just cut them along the way yeah like if we're not feeling it it just doesn't go much further than the beginning mm-hmm. timing yeah the and idea then, just never fully realizes itself right. i guess and then you know we've taken pieces of songs that never were realized and then they show up later maybe in another song we have yeah, riff or, like or a, a few lines and before yeah, you know it, correct. they've got they've got a new life of their own and they yeah. sometimes they, they they again change personality because of where they've landed Yes. We've learned not to force anything. We never force the song. Right. We let the song kind of like, it write itself. itself. Yeah. And obviously the U.S. has seen you touring you know, significantly over there um, and some amazing things, particularly with overthinking and the, the response it's had before it's even released has been uh, absolutely amazing over there. Again, this is part of you playing it to everybody and all and sundry, wherever they may be. But uh, how, how does the, the, the global situation been? Are you still a, a new name in, 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 in some quarters? And are they then pleasantly surprised when you rock up? We haven't traveled overseas yet. That's part of what you're here for. You know, I'm doing my uh, best. Yes. Thank you. And that's what I was going to say. We appreciate it. You know, the radio support and listener support is going to help us get overseas. And that the UK is definitely top of the list for us. Got to get there and play for you guys. Well, I'd love to see you in some amazing venues in Wolverhampton. We would love to see you in some of those, see what you can do. Okay. Talk to booking agents, get yourself over here. And I, I think, again, it's a sound which is going to travel well. Thank you. Well, thank you. We're looking forward to seeing what that's like over there. Yeah. Anybody in the UK that you'd like to be playing alongside? Definitely Passenger. Yeah. Love his music. Love it. And just his whole story, you know, of busking and just road testing and then just such a huge presence in music. Is, is yeah, it almost busking one. when you're on stage as well then? Sometimes do you feel you're busking for an audience to, uh, to, to see how the songs go? <laughs> you know, I mean... For me, singing is like breathing. I, I mean, growing up, I would sing all the time. My brothers, when I was little, would be like, Mom, make her stop. And my <laughs> grandfather had cattle, and she'd say, go outside. I'd have to go sing for the cows because it was just, I was always so loud. I bet would have made the... the milk taste sweeter, surely. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. But, um, yeah, like when we're driving to a show and we've got a six-hour drive on tour, we're singing. Yeah. So I guess we're kind of busking as our life. We're just <laughs> always singing. <laughs> Well, fingers crossed they're going to see you over in the UK. Certainly your music is travelling right across the Atlantic, even as we speak. So we're going to take a listen to the single Common Ground. Uh, tell us a, a bit of the background to, to this one and, and maybe how this one sort of changed a bit as it was uh, out on the road. Well, this one started out, uh, usually a song starts with Matt kind of coming up with a melody and then the song grows from there. This one started with an idea. 
uh, we started noticing with social media that instead of it bringing us together and uniting us, it was really dividing and people were just kind of forming these lines and, you know, we're over here and we're against you and vice versa. And, you know, we just thought with all of our touring across the U.S., we see that there are way more common uh, elements to our lives than differences. And so we wanted to write about that and, you know, just show people that we need to find our commonalities. And that's what this song is actually about. Well, we'll bring that common ground together and enjoy listening to the music. Give us all the socials, please, so we can make sure we track down everything that's happening as you head through the latest sound testing. And I'd like to hear an album which is solely sound tested in the UK to see how that changes your sound as well. Ooh, oh, I like, that. I like that idea, actually. Um, well, our name is Dozot St. Marie. But if, and that's our you know handle on all the socials. But if you can't spell that, our website is dsm.live. And there'll yeah, be links there for everything. Easy way of doing it. DSM. Yeah. Dozat, D A U Z A T, Z A T in your language. Saint Marie, M A R I E S T Marie. And you, you will enjoy this awesome sound and some great pictures and comments. And I'm, I'm sure life on the tour bus as well. Uh, thank you for joining us. Thank you for sharing the music. And we look forward to hopefully meeting up in the UK in the not too distant future. Same here. Thanks for having us, Jason. Looking forward to it. Thank you.
The 23rd of February sees the opening of an amazing addition to the wonderful world of Huggle Pets. They have got their community interest company that is bringing to life so many creatures for so many people across our city. To tell us more, I'm joined now by Hannah Dixon. Hello. Hi, Jason. How are you doing? I'm good. It's good to see you again. Last time we spoke properly was when we were doing that quiz a couple of years ago. That was a good fun, wasn't it? No, it's been two years. Can you believe that? Well, I, th- I think it's nearly three, wasn't it? It was the height of lockdown we were doing all of this. Still amazing, though. That was great fun. We had a good time, but the uh, the, the the round the, the whole sort of run up to lockdown, you guys were getting ready to to open up the community aquarium, and things have expanded down there, haven't they? Yeah, big time now. We've got our sensory centre, that's Spins Full Swing Community Aquarium. We've got an addition of a new reptile room, and of course now we've got our fantastic new pond and wildlife education centre. Now, this is all part of Huggle Pets in the community, a community interest company that runs alongside the family-run business, which is the pet store. But you've also got some brilliant yep. partners with the likes of Seven Trent on this. Yes, so we were uh, granted some funding from the Seven Trent Community Fund uh, a couple of months back now, and they um, it's their first project that they funded with animals in it, so they're really excited. And this means that though the, the the creatures which are normally only out in the wild and, and are very often shy that have come into the Huggle Pets family and are much easier to be seen. Yes. So basically, the things that you wouldn't necessarily get to see all year round because of like being seasonal and sometimes sometimes they are seasonal creatures that you don't get to see. Um, they're going to be on display now for people to be able to come and even have their selfie with as well. So. And the animals are going to be well looked after. They're going to be well fed, and they're probably going to love it, aren't they? Yeah, and the kids will be able to feed them in some cases when they come for, for sessions and stuff. So they're going to be able to absolutely get involved and love it. And, and this is all part of, of what Huggle Pets do. As I, you, you've got the, the, the business. And without the business, you couldn't have the uh, the, the, the community bit. And without the, the community bit, yeah. the business wouldn't be as much fun. No, it wouldn't. And, <laughs> and you know, it's, it's a fantastic thing that, that Huggle Pets will be able to support it. But actually now the Huggle Pets brand is supporting the community in this way as well. And there's been so much good work done and so many people who have been able to, to benefit from the, the fact that you know, having a pet brings relaxation. And it, this this is all about the community. You might not be able to have a pet, but if you can come down and watch the fish swimming in the aquarium and, and see the, 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 the rainforest type creatures that are down there as well, you know, there's all sorts of things to see. Yeah, I think, you know, one time you can always remember as a child going in and seeing some animals, even if it's a pet store or whatever it might be, but just how fun it was. And we've tried to capture that and be able to do that for other people. And and without the pressure of selling, that's not what this is about. You can buy, you know, there is animals you can buy, but if you want to make them part of your family, you will be vetted first, don't worry. Uh, but if you are able to be making them part of the family, and uh, yeah, that, that that's one thing. But this is open to everyone to come along and see. Booking is required for some parts of it. But the big launch for the, the pond section comes on the 23rd of February. And it's all going to happen at nine o'clock when the mayor is coming down to officially cut that ribbon. Yeah, yeah, she's coming down. And obviously our funders from Seven Trent are coming. So that should be a load of fun as well. Um and then obviously it's open all the, all the way through till two o'clock and there's experts on site and the community team will be there. So there'll be lots of things that people can get involved with. Absolutely. And we'll be broadcasting live on 101.8 WCRFM between... Uh, oh, we're going to be there from midday till three o'clock. So we're going to be having a chat with a lot of people who get involved and then... 
in that last hour, uh, we when everything's sort of calming down, we actually get to talk to those who are looking after the pets, who've got the experience and know all about the brilliant uh, animals that you've got in store. Yeah, we've got some fantastic animal experts in store. So, yeah, that'd be fantastic for people to come and ask their questions. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll enjoy doing that. We'll enjoy broadcasting it too. And uh, we'll have a, a, a great time down there. And say so this is all part of the ethos of Huggle Pets. You, you, you are a family-run business and uh, you know, it, this is what it's about, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And, you know, it's a way of us to be able to give back and that's the most important thing. So how do people find you when they want to come down and on the 23rd? And do they just turn up? There's no need to book for that one? Yeah, no need to book. It's an open day. So that all they've got to do is grab our address, which is Huggle Pets Cooper Street, Wolverhampton, WV2, 2JL, at the back of Munmore Green, if they know it, and East Park. Um, there is obviously parking available, but it's first come, first serve. No, no payment required. And they can just come down and have a look. Yeah, and but straight off the metro as well, and there's bus routes at Compass too. Yeah, and it's free, so everybody's mm -hmm. involved. And it's half term, so if you're looking for something to do with the kids, it's going to be brilliant. Even better. Absolutely. So that's all something to look forward to. Of course, you can be found there too. What are the shop opening times? Uh, the shop is open from half past eight till five o'clock, Monday to Friday. Um, Saturday is nine till five and Sunday is ten till one. So, chance to get all your pet supplies, and if you are adding someone to your family, then uh, there's uh, uh, a great way of uh, being able to come along and, and meet some some new part, new members of the family. Really, that's how it works, isn't it? Yeah, why not? <laughs> so check all of that. Huggle pets in the community doing some brilliant work, and uh, the Huggle pet shop helping those who've got pets to look after them. Well, Hannah Dixon, thank you for joining us. Have a brilliant time. Look forward to seeing you on the day, and we're going to have uh, a great time enjoying the, the the pond experience alongside all the other great stuff you've got there too. Thanks, Jason. Always a pleasure.
set the measure to compare our treasure and interlude in a West End hotel. No history, there's no name. That's all for this week. Thank you so much for joining me back with episode 714 next week. I'll see you then. So, for now. Goodbye from the milk bar. 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 Yeah. Goodbye from the milk bar. Yeah.